You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Take your Bible, please. Uh, Acts chapter 11, please. Acts chapter 11. And uh, I'm honored to be here before you. I thank uh, Pastor again uh, for the opportunity and privilege uh, to stand here. I know that as a pastor, he loves uh, his people, and uh, he desires to uh, preach, and uh, he's given me this opportunity. Many men behind me, they can do an adequate job, and he's given me the opportunity, so I'm honored and I'm blessed. North Valley Baptist Church, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you so much for praying for us. Amen. You support us. Oh, you're our home church. These last uh, two weeks we've been here, you have given to us. You've encouraged us. You came up to us to pray for us. But we don't take that lightly. We've not only been blessed, we've been spoiled here. Our kids, our family, we've been so encouraged uh, being here. Thank you so much for being our sending church and uh, being behind us all these years. We've been blessed. I want to th- say uh, to the guests that are here today, uh, you're probably expecting a pastor to preach. You're kind of like my kids, they're a little bit disappointed. <laughs> they said, uh, we didn't come all this way to hear you preach. And uh, so uh, they're, they're stuck and you're stuck, but I encourage you to come back tonight and uh, hear uh, uh, Pastor Cooper. And uh, we followed you these uh, many, many uh, years since we've been away, but uh, uh, we've really been encouraged even through uh, COVID uh, these uh, past uh, two and a half years. We've watched the service, we prayed, and uh, things that uh, we've learned from, encouraged from all the pastors' conferences. This has really helped us. And as we're back, we've been helped. Uh, I, I want to say this on uh, Tuesday, we do travel back uh, to the mission field, uh, the Tuesday uh, midnight flight. And I encourage you to pray for us, remember us. Uh, we'll, we'll have. Uh, 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 14 and a half uh, hour flight and then uh, when we land uh, we'll be tested and then uh, we'll be quarantined uh, for uh, seven days and then uh, we'll have a, a monitor that we'll wear and uh, for the government to uh, know our whereabouts and uh, if uh, you want to be a criminal I'll let you know how it feels afterwards <laughs> uh, when you have that uh, have uh, have that uh, uh, security uh, uh, wristband but uh, do remember us and uh, pray for us as we get back. We can just continue uh, the work of the ministry there. And it is an extension of your ministry because of your support and your faithfulness to us. If you would, uh, take your Bible, please, uh, to, the, uh, to the book of Acts, chapter 11. And uh, we're looking at verse number 19. If it's possible, if you're able to, would you stand, please, for, to honor uh, the reading of God's word? Acts, chapter 11. And we'll be looking at verse number 19 uh, down to uh, verse number 26. And... Uh, pastor did not give me a time when to finish, and uh, we often say this, uh, uh, Chinese time, and uh, Chinese time is anything but on time, so uh, we'll, just, uh, we'll just go from there. But Acts chapter 11, uh, verse number 19, please. The Bible says, says, now they which were scattered abroad upon the persecution that arose about Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia and Cyprus and Antioch, preaching the word to none but unto the Jews only. And some of them were men of Cyprus and Cyrene 
which when they were come to Antioch spake unto the Grecians, preaching the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed and turned unto the Lord. Then tidings of these things came unto the ears of the church which was in Jerusalem. And they sent forth Barnabas that he should go as far as Antioch, who when he came and had seen the grace of God was glad, and exhorted them all that with purpose of heart they would cleave unto the Lord. For he was a good man and full of the Holy Ghost and faith, and much people was added unto the Lord. Then Barnabas, uh, then departed Barnabas to Tarsus for to seek Saul. And when he had found him, he brought him unto Antioch. And it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people. And the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. Let's pray together. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for just a privilege and the opportunity to be in the house of God. Thank you for the freedom that we have to gather to worship thee. Lord, I thank you for this uh, tremendous opportunity. And I pray, Father, that you would use your word to minister to our hearts today. I pray that our hearts would be open, receptive to your word. May your word do a special work in our lives. May it encourage us. May it challenge us. May it change us. May it even convict us. But most importantly, may we draw closer to thee. Please uh, bless these next few moments as our prayer. Well, thank you for this now. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Thank you for standing with me. I want to give you just a brief testimony uh, of uh, my, my life. Uh, I uh, was saved uh, back in 1993 uh, in San Francisco, and I went to church uh, on the bus. So I'm a, a bus chid. And uh, I came, and uh, when, uh, when uh, my, my senior year, our church would take a trip to uh, Santa Clara uh, in the early part of September uh, during the Pastors and a Workers Conference. And I remember the first time I came here, we were on the old property, and uh, uh, I got here, and uh, all the seats were taken. People reserved seats. I've never seen anything like this, where people reserve seats to go to church. And I remember I didn't grow up in a Christian home. We reserved seats for a lot of different things, but not for church. And uh, all the metal chairs were lined up down the, down the aisles, uh, in the balcony, uh, in the foyer area. And I got here, and uh, the preaching was uh, fiery. It was... Uh, compassionate, but uh, just uh, exciting, the singing, and uh, just was exciting. Now, you have to, you have to understand, I, I, we're uh, born and raised Chinese, and you know, Chinese folks are uh, reserved, Chinese folks are uh, quiet, and uh, we're, we're, we're dignified, and uh, the, you know, we're, 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 most of us are normal, except for Brother Glenn Kong, you know, but uh, most of us, and I... And uh, he knows, I've known, we've known him for many years, but uh, uh, yeah, I had to get that plug in there. But, but, uh, but most, most folks are, uh, are, are just reserved. And when we came to North Valley, wow, you know, folks were waving their Bibles, some men standing up, amen, and shouting, and uh, just an exciting atmosphere. And uh, I've had, a, you can say, just, an, just a, uh, an idea of North Valley Baptist Church. And uh, when uh, God was working my heart about going to Bible school, I knew there was no other place but GSBC for me. And I came and uh, enjoyed the ministry. I had opportunity to serve, I had opportunity to learn and uh, watch and observe, and uh, just a tremendous opportunity. I never thought, I never thought that I would be a member here, <laughs> never thought I would uh, be sent out from here, uh, never thought that I'd have an opportunity to serve here, never thought that I'd be here right now. And this is because of your testimony, because of North Valley Baptist Church. What what you have done all these years. Today, I want to share with you about another church and another church and their testimony. This church is here in Acts chapter 11. It's the church 
in Antioch. This church has a testimony. Now, back in uh, Acts chapter number 2, uh, God told his church to be a witness, to be a witness in Jerusalem, to be a witness in Judea, Samaria, and unto the othermost parts of the earth. But this church predominantly stayed in Jerusalem. We often say that this church, this church in uh, Jerusalem, this early church, it was a model church. The, this model church had the message of Jesus Christ, his death, his burial, his resurrection. They had the message. They also had the masses, a group of people. Acts chapter 2, uh, uh, Peter preaches, and uh, the Bible says that they received the word uh, gladly, and about 3,000 got saved and baptized. This was a large church. They had the message. Uh, they had the masses. They had the miracles. You move down to Acts chapter 3, and uh, there's an a, a, a impotent man. He's, he's outside the temple. He's asking for alms. And uh, Peter and John, just like a Baptist preacher, I have no money. Silver and gold have I none. And, uh, but he had one thing. He had Jesus. And he gave him Jesus. This man was healed. And God did a miracle. This church was a model church. It had that message. It had the masses, it had the miracles, but it lacked one thing. It did not have missions. It did not go outside of Jerusalem to preach the gospel. And God had to do something in this church. And we go to Acts chapter number nine, uh, chapter 11, verse number 19. The Bible says, now they which were scattered abroad, there was persecution. God had to send persecution to this church. It scattered them. They went to different places. But I want you to notice some things from this church. Verse number 21. The hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed and turned unto the Lord. Verse number 24. For he was a good man and full of the Holy Ghost and of faith, and much people was added unto the Lord. I look at those two passages of Scripture, and it kind of excites me. It gets, me, it gets me going a little bit. There may be governments that change. There may be people that change. There may be laws that change. But they cannot stop the work of God. It cannot stop them. It, might, it can be a Pharaoh. It can be a Hazareth. It can be a Nebuchadnezzar. It can be a Nero. It can be a Newsome. I mean, a nuisance. A nuisance. There may be one coming. But it will not stop the work of God. That kind of encourages me. This church left Jerusalem to go up to Antioch and they planted the first Gentile church. This Gentile church impacts us today. This Gentile church, if you go two chapters later, they sent out two missionaries. Go to chapter 17. They say that these two missionaries turned the world upside down for Jesus Christ. And because of their missionary efforts, they sent missionaries out to modern day Europe, Africa, Asia, and to our North America. Because of this church, this testimony. Today I want you to notice some truths about this church. What was their testimony? Would you notice how this church got started? Acts chapter number 11. Look at verse number 19 with me. Again, now they which were scattered abroad upon the persecution that arose about Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia and Cyprus and Antioch, preaching the word to none but unto the Jews only. Notice that verse, verse number 19. It was day. Verse number 20, and some of them were men of Cyprus and Cyrene, which when they were come to Antioch, spake unto the Grecians, preaching the Lord Jesus. And verse number 21, and the hand of the Lord was with them. When I asked my kids, who did this? They said, they did it. <laughs> they did it. They made a mistake. They did it. They never said, I did it. But I want you to notice in this passage of scripture, it wasn't the pastors. It wasn't the apostles. It wasn't the evangelists. It wasn't the deacons. It was Dave. 
It was the members of the church in Jerusalem. These people left because of persecution. And as they made their way up to Antioch, wherever they went, here's the characteristic, they advanced the word of God. They just went to different places and they're just going to teach and preach about Jesus Christ, his death, his burial, and his resurrection. They were advancing the word of God. Now, watch this. I'm not advocating for a church that goes behind the back of a pastor. But this church did not have a pastor. It was just a group of members that left Jerusalem and went to this place. And as they were leaving, you could say migrating or immigrating, leaving Jerusalem, they're leaving a path of preaching about Jesus Christ. Wherever they went, they were advancing the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's their testimony. I remember uh, uh, years ago, in, uh, in, uh, uh, back in, uh, in high school, and uh, like I said, I, I went to public school all my life, and I can never figure out how the government gives so much money to public school, and they never have any money. I never figured that out. But um, uh, I remember I played sports in high school, and uh, we, 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 had a, we had a jersey, played football, and the jerseys were so bad, it didn't have the name, did not have the name of the school on the front. It didn't even have the numbers on the back. And I always wondered how the coach know who I was. It wasn't because of the talent. And uh, the coach would always say, hey, you, hey, you, hey, you. I figured he's talking to me. There's only, there only one person with, with the last name A and a U, <laughs> you know, two vowels. I figured he was talking to me, hey, you, hey, you. And uh, he would always teach, he would always preach, uh, son, get your hands up. Use your hands. You got to have a- active hands. And uh, go for the ball with your hands. And uh, uh, block, block with your hands. He would always talk about active hands. And when we think about that phrase, hand, in the Bible, it talks about power. The hand of the Lord was upon them. When we think about hand, Sometimes we, uh, we praise the Lord, we lift up our hands. Sometimes in the Bible, in the New Testament, uh, laying on of hands, uh, a public recognition, there's power, uh, there's praise, there's a public recognition. Sometimes we cleanse our hands, purify our hearts. It talks about cleansing. But hands doesn't just represent, or doesn't have, just, doesn't have these symbolism, but hands also represent people. We often hear this phrase, all hands on deck. That's what we need. That's what we need for this church. That's what this church in Antioch had. All hands on deck. Everyone publicly preaching the gospel, sharing. Today, you may not be the pastor, the evangelist, the deacon, but you can go out there and leave this place and take tracks with you. And wherever you go, the markets, the supermarkets, the neighborhoods, opportunities you have, advance the gospel. This is was a characteristic of this church. They advance the gospel. I want you to notice the second thing. Look at verse number 22. Then tidings of these things came under the ears of the church, which was in Jerusalem. And they sent forth Barnabas that he should go as far as Antioch, who, when he came, had seen the grace of God and was, was glad, and exhorted them all that with purpose of heart they would cleave unto the Lord. Notice what happens. They had a great revival in Antioch. People were getting saved. The Jerusalem church heard about this, so they said, Barnabas, you go. You go and see what's happening. Barnabas goes, and he sees that God's grace was upon this church. He was glad. He exhorted them. Now, we know the word encouragement means to give courage, but exhortation a little bit further gives an an uh, 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 admonition, 
uh, a warning, if you would, uh, a plead, an urge to do something. And he tells them, he encourages them, exhorts them with all purpose of heart that they would cleave unto the Lord. Now notice verse number 25. Then departed Barnabas to Tarsus for to seek Saul. And when he had found him, he brought him unto Antioch. And it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people. Here's what I believe. Barnabas saw that here's a church that was growing. People getting saved. But he didn't have a pastor. So he goes and recruits Saul. And Barnabas and Saul goes to this place and he teaches them for a year. Now notice that next phrase in verse number 26. The Bible says this, and the disciples were called Christians first. These believers in Antioch, they received the word of God. They accepted the word of God to the point where others gave them a name, gave them a title, or gave them a label, if you would. The name Christian means follower of Christ or those that belong to Jesus Christ. The word Christian or this name is only mentioned three times in the Bible. One time here. Second time, Paul preaches, King Agrippa says, Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian, to be one of these, to be one of these followers of Jesus Christ. The third time is mentioned was by Peter talk, talking about Christians will have to go through some suffering, will go through some persecution. Now, notice this phrase. It wasn't a phrase that they took upon themselves. It was a phrase that was given to them. It was a phrase in the Bible, predominantly negative connotation. It was a phrase that they saw there's something different from these people. What made them different? Because they were taught the word of God. But more than just being taught the word of God, they readily accepted the word of God. Allowed the word of God to work in their hearts and change them and transform them to a place where they're called and labeled Christians, followers of Jesus Christ. These people were different. They look different. Amen. They acted different. They would love. They would sacrifice. They would give because they are followers of Jesus Christ. Here's a characteristic of this church. They advanced the gospel, but second, they accepted the teachings of the Bible. It wasn't, no, I don't want to hear it. I want to hear the word of God and allow the word of God to transform me and to change me. Amen. Illustration. We, have a, we had a man in our church several years ago, Pastor, he, he came. And um, he came from a Presbyterian background. And uh, he was baptized as an infant. And he, he, he saved. And I, I've talked to him. And uh, several, he's been in our church several weeks. And he wants to know more about, about church. And uh, he wants to know more specifically about baptism. And uh, in the Chinese Bible, the word baptize, baptizo in the Greek, it's uh, wash. Translated in Chinese. It's wash. So you got John, not the Baptist, John the washer. In the Great Commission, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Baptizing them is really washing them. So his issue with our church, his issue with our church, would, why are we so focused on baptizing, dipping by immersion? Why not accept different ways of baptism? And he said to me, uh, Wow, ladies and Okay, he basically said, You guys are narrow minded. And I was very nice. I said, We're as narrow as this book. Amen. <laughs> That's what we teach. We're as narrow as this book. And uh, he, I said, and I joked him, I said, we're, we're as narrow as this book, this teaching. 
And uh, I said, but can I, can I share with you? No, in, in the Chinese Bible, it uses the word wash, not dip or not immerse. But I said, can I share with you some examples? Matthew chapter 3, Jesus was baptized. He came up out of the water. The, uh, the eunuch in the book of Acts, uh, he saw what? He went down into the water. He came up out of the water. I said, the Bible is very, very clear. That word, yes, is translated as uh, washed, not uh, baptized, not dipped, but it's very clear that the Bible teaches immersion. He listened. He listened. Several weeks later, he said, Pastor, I need to be baptized. I appreciate that. I appreciate where our hearts are open and receptive to the Word of God. This was this church. They heard the teaching from Barnabas, from Saul, and they were there for a whole year, but they received the Word of God. When the preacher preaches, whether it's Sunday school or youth hour or the services, how's our heart's condition? Is it one where God work in my heart? I want to hear from you, or we're fighting it, challenging God, saying no. This church, their example was one where they're open and receptive to the Word of God. The Bible is able to change lives and transform lives. It's been said, the Bible's been banned, but the Bible's been burned, but the Bible's also beloved. More widely read, more frequently attacked than any other book in history. Generations of intellectuals have attempted to discredit it. Dictators of every age have outlawed it and executed those who read it. Yet soldiers carried it into battle, believing it is more powerful than their weapons. Fragments of this Bible has been smuggled into prison cells, transforming ruthless killers into gentle saints. That's because of this book. This book can change lives, but we have to allow God to work in our hearts. This was the character of this church. It was a church that advanced the gospel. It was a church that accepted the teaching and the preaching of the word of God. Last thought I want to give you. Would you look at Acts chapter 11, verse number 27? The Bible says this, And, it, and in these days came prophets from Jerusalem unto Antioch. And there stood up one of them named Agabus, as signified by the Spirit that there should be a great dearth throughout all the world, which came to pass in the days of Claudius Caesar. Verse 29, Then the disciples, every man according to his ability, determined to send relief unto the brethren which dwelt in Judea, which also they did, and sent it to the elders by the hand of Barnabas and Saul. The church in Jerusalem. One prophet goes up to Antioch. They find out God has given them a vision. There's going to be a famine. Do you notice what the church did? Verse 29, every man according to his ability, determined to send relief, un, relief unto the brethren which dwelt in Judea. That's missions. That's missions. They've gone through difficulties. There's, there's persecution. There's challenges. Life's not easy. But they're not just going to maintain. They're going to move forward. They're motivated to continue to go. This was a church that advanced the gospel. This was a church that accepted the word of God, the teaching, the preaching, the word of God. This was a church that acted upon the word of God. Once they had the prophet Agabus tell them, there's going to be a famine. We're determined to send relief. We have to act upon what we have heard. It's not just hearing it, 
Not just a hearer of the word, but a doer of the word. Notice what this church has done. They gave. They gave, number one, selflessly. Can you imagine this? Antioch to Jerusalem, really just 300 miles north of Jerusalem. They were not exempt from this famine. But they gave selflessly. They not just gave selflessly, they gave sacrificially. They were every man according to his ability. They gave sacrificially. Some gave more, some gave less, but the sacrifice was the same. They gave selflessly. They gave sacrificially. They gave seriously. They were determined to send relief. That word determined, could be, another word could be decided, resolved. Yeah. It's something that we must do. We must give to help this church back in Jerusalem. They gave seriously, but notice lastly, they gave what was their best. They gave what was superior. Notice verse number 30, which also they did and sent it to the elders by the hand of Barnabas and Saul. Who was their teacher? Barnabas and Saul. That's the best. These two men stayed there for one year, but they sent that love gift with Barnabas and Saul. They gave their best. They could have easily sent another lay person, another member, but they sent their best. Wow, that's good. That's what good. would motivate someone to give like this church? Because they love the Lord. Because they're motivated by action. They heard the word of God. It wasn't just hearing it, but once they heard it, we have to do something. They were motivated to have action. Years ago, there was a college student who went to the famous Cambridge University. His goal was to be a lawyer. As he studied his senior year, they gave him the title, the school's best mathematician. Before graduation, jobs lined up. Opportunities were for this man. But as he graduated, he did not take any of those offers. All the potential of wealth, possibilities, he gave it up. He went to the mission field. He served there for six years. He died on the mission field at the age of 31 years old. Just 31 years old. But here's what he said. The spirit of Christ is the spirit of missions. The closer we draw to him, the more missionary we become. Henry Martin was that missionary. He died saying this phrase, let me burn out for Christ. His goal in life was motivated by action. He heard the word of God. He acted upon the word of God. Can I finish with this testimony? I look out at this crowd. Many, many faces I've known, I recognize. I sat where you sat. I sat in the back in the old auditorium, right underneath that balcony section, trying to hide from the preaching. And uh, I remember it was uh, 2000, November of 2005. God was working in my heart about the mission field. It's been over a year's time. And I had many excuses. That's where I came from, or if our family's from. I don't know anybody there. 
I'm not going to make any money. God cannot provide for me. It's not possible. Many, many excuses. Many, many reasons not to walk out that aisle. Come down to the front and follow God. A year's time. But I remember distinctly, pastor preached a message in the book of Exodus about Moses. And the phrase that I remember the most, written in my Bible, God is not looking for ability, but God is looking for availability. Today, this church in Antioch had this testimony, one that advanced the gospel wherever they went, one that accepted the teaching and the preaching of the word of God to the point where they were changed and transformed, called Christians. But most importantly, when God's word speaks, they act. They did. Not thought about doing, but they did. They send relief. Today, can I encourage you, North Valley Baptist Church, this is the example church. This is the model church. This is one where there's a Christian school, a Bible school, many. But in a church this size, it's very easy to let someone else do it. The person next to you. May I encourage you today? Let's hear the word of God. Let's be receptive to the word of God. And let's act upon the word of God. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve him this week.